0: Big Red Bench Saturday and Sunday from 6pm Cork's Red FM
1: You're very Welcome along to the big red bench This Paddy's Weekends Ireland hunting down a Grand Slam At Lansdowne Road It's 10-6 at half time England are down to 14 Red card shown just before the break uh, Throughout the show we'll be keeping an eye on that We're going to hear from Colin Healy After last night's 2-0 defeat for Cork City Goalkeeper Jimmy Corcoran is going to join us And chat to us about uh, life in the Premier Division And uh, an Ireland call-up for the under-21s Also Plenty of ladies' football and camogie reaction. Uh, Cork versus Kerry yesterday, of course, and uh, Jarvis at Cork versus Galway. Uh, So we'll hear from them. All of that coming up before 7. It's Aiden Lee here with you until seven o'clock on Cork's Red FM on the Big Red Bench. 0868 If you want to get in touch with us or at Big Red Bench on Twitter, uh, hope you all enjoyed yesterday, uh, St. Patrick's Day. Of course, I know the, uh, day after can, uh, be difficult. It can be difficult. Uh, but, uh, we're getting, we're getting through plenty of keep us, uh, plenty of stuff to keep us entertained. Obviously, huge, huge day. Uh, at Lansdowne Road, Ireland. They lead England 10 6 in the final game of the Six Nations. They're a man down after fullback Freddie Stewart was sent off for a tackling Hugo Keenan. Um, would a yellow have done? Maybe, possibly. Um, but, uh, look, that's that's what the referee decided was quite dangerous. I don't think there was any malice in it. Um, but, of course, Andy Farrell's charges aiming to complete their first Grand Slam since 2018. Um, earlier, France bagged a bonus point win. 41 28 over Wales in Paris, and a hat trick of tries from Blair Kinghorn helps Scotland finish up with a bonus point 26 14 victory over Italy. Um, just seen there in the Formula One as well, Sergio Perez has just taken pole position for tomorrow's Saudi Arabian Grand Prix, I'm going to say. Um, I'm fairly confident it's in Saudi Arabia. Yes, it is Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. Uh, nighttime qualifying, nighttime race. Uh, Max Verstappen out with an, in- with an engine issue in Q2. Uh, so he's going to be, he's going to be P14 from the start. Uh, so uh, Alonso P3 again there, Leclerc P2. So that's shaping up for uh, an interesting race tomorrow. Um, still be interesting to see for staff and probably be able to weave his way through and, and come back and get on a podium at least uh, tomorrow. Uh, anyway, uh, we're going to uh, stick to the uh, Premier League for now. And uh, start off by looking at a bit of a mental game between Southampton and Tottenham. Uh, ended up 3 all in the end. James Ward-Prowse earned Southampton a point from the spot. Uh, an absolute thriller at St. Mary's. Uh, we're going to hear from Alan Lewis.
2: It's finished, Southampton 3, Tottenham 3, a pulsating second half. sees. Southampton come from two goals down to snatch what could be a huge point in their fight for survival. Pedro Porro put Spurs ahead at the end of the first half, dominated by injuries. Shea Adams equalised just after the break. Goals from Kane and Perisic gave Tottenham what looked like a comfortable advantage, but Southampton didn't give up. Theo Walcott pulled a goal back almost immediately. And then in stoppage time, Southampton awarded a penalty, James Ward-Prowse stepping up to fire home from 12 yards out. A massive point for Southampton and a result which could be a massive springboard in their relegation run-in. It's finished Southampton 3, Tottenham
1: 3. Yeah, Tottenham could have gone ahead of United uh, for the time being with a win there in third place in the Premier League, which is a bit strange because, you know, you you kind of think with the run United have been on over the last uh, couple of months that uh, a poor Tottenham side uh, should be nowhere near them, but they did have that chance, uh, but not to be for them. Aston Villa claimed their third win in four as they cruised past Bournemouth at Villa Park by three goals to nil. Here is Frank Watson, or sorry, here is Tom Ross.
2: Aston Villa 3, Bournemouth 0, Again, game Villa never looked like, losing goals from Douglas Luiz, Jacob Ramsey and Emi
3: Buendia was more than enough to win the three points for Villa. Bournemouth were in it first half, but second half they were carved open time and time again by Villa, who really could have won by a few more. Three valuable points for Villa, but Bournemouth will be looking over their shoulders at the relegation trapdoor. Aston Villa 3, Bournemouth 0.
1: Leeds are out of the relegation zone after holding off a late Wolves fight back. They won 4-2 at Molyneux. Wolves down 2-10 as well, I think. Here is Frank Watson.
2: It finished Wolves 2, Leeds United 4, the most extraordinary game. Leeds led 1-0 at the break. They were 3-0 ahead
4: after 62 minutes. Wolves pulled two back, one through Johnny and the next through Cunha, then lost Johnny to a red card and then saw
2: Leeds score the most incredible fourth when a clear foul on a diameter. Traore was seen by everybody in the ground except the referee and uh, Rodrigo
4: broke away to score. The ref then went to look at the monitor and even looking at the monitor and seeing a clear pull on Traore's short by Rocker, he still allowed the goal. No surprise that he's been booed off roundly by the Wolves fans who feel hard
1: done by, by VAR yet again. It's finished Wolves 2 Leeds United 4. Leicester City managed to end a losing run of five against... Brentford to finish 1-0. Here's Ryan, uh, Ryan Bromelow.
2: It's finished, Brentford 1, Leicester City 1. A share of the spoils for Thomas Frank and Brendan Rodgers. Heart and hard work on full display in abundance from the Foxes in the second half. who bounced back from the ends opener through Harvey Barnes. He clipped beyond and on Russian David Raya. It he held intrigue right until the death. Harry Sutton, an unlikely candidate for a winner. His mazy run eventually cut out and so too the run of five defeats for Leicester City. The Bees' pride in tackling were reduced to ten minutes stoppage time Shannon Baptiste is missed for a crunching tackle in the middle of the park at full time it's Brentford 1 Leicester City 1
1: Nil all in the late game between Chelsea and Everton with 36 minutes gone there's also FA Cup action between Man City and Burnley Vincent Company returning to the Etihad and Vincent Company captain of Man City uh, they must have beaten Burnley on an accumulative scoreline of about forty nil in the last, in the, in those last couple of seasons. That uh, that Vincent Company was there, and uh, let's see if they can uh, manage to to keep the keep the goals down here under Company. Uh, it's nil all there after nineteen. All right, where are we with the Gaelic games? It is Arma one four Galway three points at half time in the Athletic Grounds. Both teams looking to make a Division One final. Here's Oshin Langen.
0: Half-time at the box at Athletic Grounds, Armagh leading Galway by 1, 4, 2, 3 points. The big breakthrough for Armagh coming after 22 minutes when Ethan Rafferty came up the field, as he loves to do, and he launched one towards the goal. It went into the back of the net, and having looked at the replay, it is Rafferty's goal. No one touched it on the way. Conor Gleeson, the Galway goalkeeper, uh, protested that he was fouled, but the referee checked with the umpires, and the goal was given. After that... Galway Go got going on the scoreboard. It took them 26 minutes to get a point from play. It came from Johnny Heaney. It was followed very shortly by Cahill Sweeney. That made it 1-2 to 2 points. But Reno neill and Kieran Mackin stepped up with points to make it 1-4 to 2 points before Shane Walsh got a free just before the break. So at halftime at the box of the Athletic Grounds, it's term 1-4, Galway 3 points.
1: Dublin beat me beat Meath two nineteen to one eleven in their Division Two game in Navan, at half seven. Kerry welcome Ross Common to truly uh, Back underway at the Aviva Stadium. Ireland ten, England six. England down to fourteen men. Uh, red card just before half time. Can Ireland get over there? And of course, how do they forget about Johnny Sexton breaking the all time points record? Ron O'Gara's records uh, going by the wayside. Uh, look what I suppose you can't keep those records forever um, but if it was anyone to beat them it's good it's an Irish player at least and uh, the the replacement for, for Ron Nogara it's always difficult to replace those types of players um, but Johnny Sexton uh, he's done alright hasn't he uh, in fairness he's been really good in game here too um, some of the little passes he's making is just on the ball here now um, he's going to be a massive loss to this Ireland team Like this is his last ever Six Nations game um, he's going to be. I don't know. They're going to replace him. I think Jack Crowley could make a very good hand at someday being that Ireland number ten. Um, I think he he's he's a lot of potential there. Um, but there are a few. Obviously, it's Ross Rossburn isn't it that has been the uh, number two throughout the Six Nations. Uh, can Joey Carberry get back there? It's just difficult to see, isn't it? Uh, um, you know. just not sure on it Uh, just back to the Gaelic games obviously two big ones tomorrow for Cork uh, against Cork against Louth Uh, first of all that's um, they're they're, that is in Louth uh, at 1pm and of course Cork going to Cusack Park to face Ennis in Division 1A of the National Hurling League, we'll have reaction to both those games on tomorrow's big red bench. I'll be here as well, uh, coming back uh, on on the Sunday to fill in for Rory, uh, who's uh, forty. Let's let's face it, he's forty years old. Uh, so, uh, uh, happy birthday to to Rory, who's off this weekend. Uh, all right, let's hear now from Colin Healy. Was we speaking to Colum last night. Cork City nil, uh, Shelburne two. Uh, Turner's Cross uh, Coleman spoke to Colin afterwards Silly goals to give away as well do you know probably the
3: first one do you know we could have should have dealt with the cross better do you know we need we need to we need to clear it so I know it, goes in, it goes in off Josh's head and probably that's the only chance that they have in the first half in the second half do you know they come out and we give them a soft soft goal you know and ball goes out to a wide area and we need to track the runners in the middle of the park and do you know it's um, soft goals to give away um, they're, they're probably the only ch- two chances that they had but we had chances but you know we didn't take them. and I suppose at this level you got to be you got to be clinical you got to be rootless in front of the goal and we weren't like we weren't that tonight Is it frustrating giving away goals like that when, when it is silly mistakes? It, 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 absolutely you know if it was coming in the box you, you, you deal with it and you, you defend the goal and we didn't do that tonight you know especially the first goal um, but going the other way is that we had chances as well and you know we didn't walk the keeper You want or two penalty claims there what did you make of it? It was a penalty. It was and we've seen it. We've seen it and um I think it's it's Griffin. Do you know, he doesn't play the ball and he he's um he's brought Keats down and it is a penalty, but it's um has got that wrong he Is That could have changed the game or was it too late at that stage? Of course it was of course of course it could have. Listen, it brings it to one and you and it's probably I don't know, it's, it's still fifteen minutes left and of course of course it is late but it, they've got it wrong. Probably last year we were we were done last week with, with with one as well, like so this week we didn't get it but what's new, huh? Big crowd here tonight again. Well over five thousand people. I mean, great support, but uh, unfortunately, didn't get the result for them. Listen, the support is fantastic, and it it really is. And it's, it's 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 every home game we we have Mimbo. We need to put on better performers for them to keep coming back. And you know, it's um it's frustrating. It is, and listen, the fans will be frustrated as well as that. You know, we we do, and you know, it's um tonight is not good enough, and it's it's up to us now to change it going forward. And you know, we're back here in two weeks against Drogheda and the players and ourselves we just need to be ready and put on a good performance and you know and you know it's, it's in, this is a big club this is a massive club and we keep saying it to everybody you know there's high standards and we expect that and you know it's um, it's disappointing tonight but what we need to do is we need to go in we need to um, we regroup and get ready for Drahada. You've of a break next weekend now with the internationals does that come at the right time after a defeat like this is it good to just kind of regroup after that? Not really You'd like to play Again straight away I know we got a game Tuesday against Waterford and the Munster Senior Cup You'd like to play Again straight away But um, it is what it is And um, you know we'll, um, we'll bring them in And we'll, 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 we'll go over the game And um, we'll um, hopefully That we can cut out The mistakes going forward I suppose it's back to back Home games Because it is Drogheda here in two weeks Again is it good To have another home game Do you think To try and get back on track oh, absolutely, absolutely Do you know what it is And um, Drogheda are A very very good side do You know they were Very unlucky last night Against Dundalk I thought they were The, the better side And probably just Didn't take the chances do you know probably a bit like us there tonight do you know um, but um, yeah it'll be a tough game and hopefully that will get into support again and um, we can just keep driving on thanks Colin cheers thank you cheers
1: yeah Colin Healy there after Cork City nil Shelburne 2 uh, just keeping an eye on the rugby there's as many walking up and down the stairs as there are sitting down by the looks of it I, I know they've talked a lot about it recently and I think um, Jerry Thornley wrote an article and there was a lot of reaction to it but it does look ridiculous I mean the amount of people walking up and down and in and out give me a break you you, you would be sick of it like to be fair you know and uh yeah fair enough uh, you know we all go to games and particularly rugby games like yeah the, the availability of having a point is there Um, but you'll probably just go and get the one you won't like getting up and down to constantly go out I mean it takes so long anyway I I don't know. Is it worth it plastic cups anyway? Um, but uh, just get one before one if you want one, and get one at halftime. Well, obviously the queue is probably coming back from halftime. But yeah, it, it does look it, it. It looks it just looks strange on TV when you see that many people moving around. It's particularly when the game is quite intriguing. You know, it's a it's tight, tense game. Ireland are going for a grand slam for the for, it'd be the first time they've they've won a grand slam on home soil. The first time they've won a championship since 1985, I believe on home soil, uh, which was also against England. Uh, so you'd think they'd just sit down and watch it. Um, it's not cheap either, going through those games. But uh, anyway, we'll keep we'll keep an eye on it um, throughout the show. All right. As I said, we're going to hear now from Cork City goalkeeper, Jimmy Corcoran. All right. the lights. I say, I'm joined on the line now by Jimmy Corcoran, Cork City FC goalkeeper. Uh, Jimmy, um, I suppose... First of all, before we get into maybe the result last night and uh, and what's coming down the line, how's life like being a Premier Division player? Has has uh, has it changed much for in that aspect uh, off the pitch? Yeah, look, obviously,
5: you know, we're in the Premier Division this year, and not a lot has changed. You know, we've got we've a couple of new bodies in and stuff like that, but um, other than that, there hasn't been much shift in the squad. And you know, we um, kind of stuck with 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 the main players from last season, you know, and. Um, Look, nothing, nothing too much has changed off the pitch still kind of feels the same around the place just we're we're playing against probably better opposition week in week out which which is good for, for all the lads like you know
1: how important is that do you feel that it's the mainly the same dressing room as what went on to achieve a first division title last season
5: yeah look obviously you know we, we all know each other very well and we know we all know what we can do and we all like trust each other and all that kind of stuff on the pitch and We we know what we're about, and you know it's obviously important. You know to have a good change room and stuff. And I think all the lads are, we're all quite good mates and stuff. So when when you're all quite friendly off the pitch, you think it just kind of rubs off on the pitch as well. You know.
1: Colin as well seems to be a very cool and calm character. Um, How have you found him being a, a manager over the last couple of seasons?
5: yeah look obviously i, I came
1: in to start of last season with colin he, he brought me in from wexford and stuff
5: and i know him from uh from playing underage internationals and stuff that's when i first would have came across him and yeah look colin's colin's been really good you know he's been he's been honest with me and stuff and obviously didn't play too much last year but whenever he he, he trusted me to to come in the back end of the season and he, he's trusted me now to come in when uh when toby obviously got injured and stuff so yeah look colin colin's a good manager you know i I I think he, he he's one of the best around and he uh his man management and stuff like that is quite good and we get on quite well so and I think all he gets on quite well with all the lads so that's that's important as well you know
1: yeah, like being a goalkeeper, it's it's obviously very different to any other position. You know, if you if you're a if you're a young striker trying to get into the team, you know, you might get your place on the wing if you don't get your your place up front. But you know, there's only one goalkeeper in the squad, so it, it can be difficult to imagine at times when you're not getting that playing time.
5: Yeah, obviously, you know, it's it, it's quite tough, you know, and especially me. I'm only twenty one, still quite a young for a goalkeeper, you know, as if you're an outfielder, you can kind of get thrown on the last 20 minutes in a game to kind of build yourself in. But, you know, from a goalkeeper, if if you're in, you have to start, like, you know, and that's, that can, can be a lot of pressure sometimes, but, you know, obviously there's only, there's only one jersey for a goalkeeper on the pitch and, lucky enough I've got it this year at the moment so i to trying my best to hold on to it and look that's just part and have so being a goalkeeper you know it's, you usually have to wait a little bit longer kind of, to, to get your chance and when you do you just have to take it with both hands
1: yeah, and like you said, an injury sometimes can be uh, a chance as well. And obviously, that's what happened this season with, with Toby getting an injury, and you get that break. And like you said, then it is about taking that chance and relishing it, and you know, growing into that position, and making sure that when that other player comes back uh, fit, that, that he doesn't take the jersey back off you.
5: Yeah, exactly. Like you know, like Toby's a good lad. Like you know, I'm, I'm, I'm quite friendly with him. You know, as, as being goalkeepers, we 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 chat about a lot of things and stuff like that, and. Look, obviously, when you come in, you, you got an injury and stuff, which is you, you never like to see, especially one of, one of your kind of friends. Like, so, look, that, that's just part of football. You know, you just always have to be ready to come in when, when you're called upon. And when you're called upon, you have to you have to be ready and make sure you're doing things right, you know, to, to make sure you're ready for that chance. And luckily, I got it. And I think I've taken it so far. So, so yeah.
1: Tell me about the, the preparation on a, maybe a match week. Like, it's just interesting watching the penalty shootout there between Arsenal and Sporting the last night. You know, and looking at what, what the goalkeepers are doing. You know, sometimes they've they've stuff taped onto the water bottle where guys are going to go. Um, what goes into that during the week? Are you looking at obviously if there's penalties to be taken, you, you know which who's going to take it, and do you go back, do you study their last you know five or six or ten penalties, or, or what goes into all of that?
5: Yes, yeah, so usually at at the start of the week, and you know, all we we'd have a look at the um, the attacking players, especially for a goalkeeper, and and see what they're like and stuff, and and look to see who who takes penalties, free kicks, and stuff. And usually, it's kind of we're back in the Premier Division now, so it's there's a lot of new teams and stuff. And when you're in the first vision, you kind of know the main players that are taking penalties and stuff. But now we kind of have to look more into it now, and we kind of have to look and see who's taking penalties, there might be three or four different penalty takers on a team and stuff and and then we, we usually kinda of look at it mainly on the on a Thursday the day before a game and we kinda of just we know and then if there is a penalty for for sake, um, I just kinda of give the shout to the line and just and they might tell me which way or if I already know, like, you know, it's kinda of just you hope he's going to go the way that you think and stuff like that. Like we won against Lego, and we knew he's going to go that way and stuff. And look, I, I ended up going the other way. And but you know, it's just it's the feeling at, at, at the time and stuff. You know, you just you you, you kind of have to gauge on what what you think the striker's going to do and stuff like
1: that. It's quite difficult, but look, it's it's just one of them. You have to kind of prepare for it. Absolutely, um, obviously a disappointing loss last night, um, but it has been a steady enough start to the year and obviously a really long way to go still as well. Yeah, look,
5: obviously last night was was very disappointing for us, you know, it's never nice to lose 2-0, you know, after we, we had two really good performances against Sligo and, and, and Shamrock Rovers up there and two really tough away games, you know, and just last night was just, it was a bit of a kick in the teeth for us after playing so well the last two games, but look, it's, it's, this is permanent reason football, you know, and you give teams chances you know they're, they're going to take them so look it's it's obviously a lot higher level of football and look we, we're still kind of adapting a small bit look but I, I, I've no doubt we'll be um, we'll be back again against Rod after the break
1: and like you said, then going away to the likes of Tala, and you know when you're going to go away to Bohemians, etc., and they can be uh, fairly intimidating environments. I imagine at times, particularly for a goalkeeper who often seems to attract uh, quite a lot of attention from from the crowd behind the goal. Do do you relish that? Do do you kind of take all of that on board and almost uh, use it as as a way of of motivation standing there?
5: Yeah, look. Obviously, you know, it's I love playing in, in in front of the shed. Like you know, when when I'm down that end, you know, it it seems to just kind of drive you on a little bit more when when you've got your own crowd behind you. But look, when, when like when we we're up in Tala, that the there are kind of main was behind me at one stage, and you kind of just you I don't even notice it sometimes. Like, you know people might say, "Oh, did did you notice some kind of jeering and stuff at you?" But when you're kind of in the moment on the pitch, you you, you don't really hear too much. Like you know, it's just it's just like you're you're out in a normal pitch and you don't really think about it too much I think if you you really do try and hear them then it kind of butts you off a little bit and your focus might be taken away from the game so I just try and block block a lot of it out and look I I think I'm, I'm good at doing that so that's kind of another part of goalkeeping like you know
1: yeah, you made you touched on the upcoming games there um, just a, a second ago. Obviously, cup game midweek, and then draw uh, at home as you said, um, and like like you just explained there, you, you're loving obviously playing in front of that Turner's Cross crowd, and uh, looking forward to every game that's coming up.
5: Yeah, definitely. Like, you know, we, we obviously we, we've got more um, for the way in the Monte Senior Cup on Tuesday, and then I think we've we've a break on the Friday and the following week where we're, we're at at home and. Look, I love playing in Turner's Cross. The crowd, when when the place is packed, like you know, there's I don't think there's a better there's a better atmosphere or a better crowd to play in front of in in the league. Like you know, and as long as the fans keep coming, I think we'll um we just have to keep performing. And you know, they're great for us.
1: Also, as well, you've uh, you got an Ireland uh, under twenty one call up. Um, how how do you find out these days that that you get a, a call up to an Ireland squad? Is it uh, I know back in the day I used to get a, a letter through the door. I think in days gone by. Is it uh, yeah. is it a case of a text or an email or or how do you, how do you find out? No, so um, I think Colin found out on the Friday, uh, and then we were playing
5: obviously Sligo on the on the Saturday. So he he didn't tell me till he pulled me in Monday morning and said, "Look, you're." you are in the uh, it was kind of like a preliminary squad first so and then he he then spoke to me Wednesday and said look you're in the final squad so look I was absolutely delighted to get to get the shout for that like you know and it's you know it's it's great to represent your country and stuff and yeah look everybody's delighted and you know it's just it, it's good to get a call
1: up yeah and obviously it's nice as well that it, that it's calling then calling you into the office and giving you the good news
5: yeah yeah definitely definitely no it's, it's great now you know and when you when you kind of called me in, you know, I, I, you don't know what to think, and then you uh, just you just told me, "Look, you're in you're in the twenty ones and stuff." So yeah, it was it was a uh, I was absolutely lightning.
1: Excellent stuff. Well, Jimmy Corcoran, we wish you the very best of luck for the uh, upcoming games, for the uh, trip away with the Ireland camp, and uh, obviously with Cork City for the rest of the season. Thanks a million for joining us on the bigger bench. Thanks very much. Thank you. Yeah, Cork City goalkeeper Jimmy Corcoran in there. Uh, yeah. Very, very, uh, very sound man, has to be said. And uh, the very best of luck to him uh, with the Ireland under-21s as well. Great to see him getting that recognition. Uh, all right, England have edged ever closer to Ireland. It's 10-9 at it Lansdowne Road, 54 minutes gone. Ireland had a good opportunity there from the line-out. They went all the ways to the back, and O'Mahony, uh, Peter O'Mahony just couldn't haul it in and uh, took a fairly hefty challenge as well. It was... Uh, uh, met with a, a lot of a lot of uh, roaring and cheering from the uh, England pack as well. Maro Toje could be heard over the ref's microphone, uh, giving a loud old uh, bellow as well to celebrate that little mini victory for them. <clears throat> it's tense, I would say. It's very tense. <clears throat> Excuse me, very tense. Uh, it's a very different game to every other game Ireland have played so far in this competition. You know they've been quick out the blocks against absolutely everybody really when you think about it but uh, yeah it's proving to be a bit more difficult today alright Cheltenham is uh, come and gone pretty quickly hasn't it Uh, during the week it was a good week for uh, Cork jockeys to be fair Paul Townend obviously uh, again ever impressive Uh, just cleaning up uh, top jockey winning another Gold Cup as well Uh, Really, really impressive. Uh, Of course, himself and Willie Mullins, uh, the best duo in the game at the moment. Uh, Michael O'Sullivan, also another Cork man making his name. Two wins on the Tuesday. Uh, Really was great to see and uh, one to keep an eye on going forward as well. There was a lot of young Irish uh, jockeys picking up a a few first wins uh, during the week but uh, good to see good to see another Cork man I think Davy Russell might be a bit disappointed uh, particularly maybe with Thursday uh, he probably felt he would have had really good chances to pick up uh, wins with well with Mighty Potter anyway and uh, Tiyupu uh, wasn't to be for him unfortunately Um most likely his last ever Cheltenham Festival as well you'd have to say obviously coming out of retirement after I think all of about 13 days or something he said obviously when Jack Kennedy got the uh, injury uh, came back in for Gordon Elliott uh, to to go over to, to, to the festival and get through that period um, so uh, yeah we're going to hear now from Paul and this is him speaking to Racing TV after yesterday's Gold Cup
6: Paul Townend has just won his third Boodles Cheltenham Gold Cup, two before an Albon-Poteau and now Galapé de Chaum, and that looked a masterful ride. He didn't look like he was jumping necessarily cleanly early on, talk me through the whole race.
7: There's that's of ghost true to, to be honest, it was messy for me, I didn't get a clean passage early. Um, and he just started jumping in the air a little bit but um when i got a bit of room on him in fairness to him, he came back into a rhythm with me and uh was very very brave i think uh he got me out of a fair hole to be honest there was a lot further back than i wanted to be but it's just the right the ride right i had to give him then
6: what, what happened just horses sort of shuffling you back
7: just that you know there's so little fresh ground everyone wanted to be in it the start was very messy um i think we didn't get the the, the rub of the green at the start and um that kind of put us in the back foot. But, you know when they have that little bit of ground no one wants to be out out of it so um no, he was good He was good and brave.
6: And when he started making progress, this was the point presumably you were in that rhythm and you felt that he was back on it.
7: Yeah, definitely. And uh, we missed one of the defences um, coming down off the hill. When I needed him, he, he he just missed it. And I thought that was going to put me in the back foot a bit again. But no, straight back on the bridle for me. And, uh, you know, he, he doesn't know. I don't think the horse understands how good he is, to be honest.
6: <laughs> and then you had Brave Man's Game in your sights. Give me your, your thoughts over the final two fences. Yeah, I
7: was happy that... Uh, when I seen them coming off, it I was going to, at that stage. I was going to be the last one to arrive. Um, and and yeah, I was I was happy when I grabbed Paul and gave him a slap that he picked up for me again. To go straight at the last and uh, got up to all, all the way up the hill and through the line. There was no, no doubt of his stamina anyway. I, I,
6: I, I didn't doubt his stamina, but I know many, many many people did. He got he stayed on very very strongly. The contrast from 12 months ago. I mean the heartbreak when he had the turners all over well, and then he just got his feet in the muddle in the last. He's changed as a horse. The team have have made him curb his enthusiasm. He's not as exuberant, but he remains his. his he keeps his zest. I mean, is that the key to
7: him? He still has the ability, that's for sure. Um, no, he was—he's matured. He's grown up. It's um, like us all, a bit older, a bit wiser. And uh, no, you couldn't knock him front. He's—he's he's doing now.
6: And have you had full confidence in him all season long? Yeah, he's. I
7: look. I suppose he surprised me how well he settled the first day in uh, Punchestown, and then going to Leopardstown. You know, I was kind of half afraid to light him up to see what would happen, but I did away from the stands that day, and he came back underneath me after a big jump. So, you know, he's just the full the, the, the full package now.
6: Yeah, he he has to be for a race like the Gold Cup. I mean, it can it, as you said, it can be rough.
7: He has to be to win from where I came from, I think.
6: <laughs> <laughs> and now you've won three Gold Cups. There's only one person who's won more Gold Cups than you. That's the great Pat Taff. <laughs> and this fella is coming back in 12 months' time, and he's going to be coming back as a brilliant champion how does that sound to you yeah
7: it's good we'll enjoy this anyway but uh, no he's look he's a fresh horse and uh, yeah we'll take this one in first
1: yeah Paul Town in there speaking after he won his third Gold Cup as you heard he's won away from uh, almost immortality in the horse racing game isn't he uh, if he picked up another Gold Cup in his career, which you'd imagine is quite likely, if he stays going for another couple of years. We had Paul on a couple of weeks ago on the show. Uh, so yeah, good to see the uh, the Cork flag flying high uh, in all areas of sport. And uh, ooh, it's uh, Ireland who've just got a penalty here. There's an old schmazzle, an awful schmazzle. There's another schmazzle going on here um, over by the sideline uh, a couple of minutes ago at Lansdowne Road. It was James Lowe and Andrew Porter were involved um, but uh, no action taken by the referee anyway it's 10-9 still 58 minutes gone uh, we'll keep an eye when we come back after the break
0: The Big Red Bench Saturday and Sunday from 6pm Cork's Red F Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie The Big Red Bench
1: very welcome back to the big red bench here on Cork's Red FM it's Aidan Lee with you until 7 o'clock and Ireland have gone over the line and it's Robbie Henshaw making his first start in God knows how long for Ireland coming in today back fit Bundiaki lays it off to Henshaw and over the line he goes conversion pending from the already record breaking Johnny Sexton it's uh, 15-9 with conversion to come it should be a handy one he should send it over And with 62 minutes gone, the Grand Slam is getting ever, ever closer at Lansdowne Road. It will be the first time they've ever done it on their own patch, shall we say. Obviously, picked up the Grand Slam in Cardiff in nine. It was in Twickenham in 2018 on... That that was the day after... Or was that actually St. Patrick's Day? It was St. Patrick's Day, wasn't it? Um, That was so... uh, yeah, huge, huge try for uh, Robbie Henshaw. Johnny Sexton now with the conversion uh, to add to his uh, penalty and conversion from earlier. Uh, he's taking his time with these, isn't he? The, the, the Scottish crowd got a bit annoyed last last week when he was taking his time and he ended up missing that first kick. And this one has gone over the bar. It looked a bit touchy there first, uh, but it has gone over the bar. All right, so big win for Cork yesterday in the ladies football. Uh, National League. Big win over Kerry. Kerry were already qualified for the final, but a uh, big win nonetheless. 117 to 26. Here is the Cork Ladies football manager, Shane Renane. Okay,
8: Shane. Good victory. Some good scoring, considering it was an experimental Kerry lineup. Was were you more focused on what Cork did today, and that the, the younger players that you've been given a, a look in throw all at the National League campaign to get them get them on Parky Quay's pitch and get to see what they could do again?
4: Yeah, look, I said, look, we, we didn't, we, we whatever team Kerry put out was wasn't within our control. So I suppose all we focused on during the week uh, was what we were going to do today. And I suppose we spent the last few weeks working on certain things, and I think we implemented a lot of them there today. The things that we weren't good at last year against Kerry uh, that we haven't been good at it so far in the league and we were very happy with that and look we're delighted to score 17 points as well we haven't been I suppose shooting lights out with points there in a couple of the games we've been very good to get goals we missed a couple of goal chances today so look, that's something we've got to work on as well but look today was about ourselves it was very important in front of uh, you know in our, in our, in our in, in, uh, playing at home in Cork it was a big game for us and look we're very happy with them. Um, a lot of players that
8: have moved on are no longer involved with the panel. There were some good scorers, somebody that you could rely on for freeze Today, Emer Kiley stepped up. That's going to be a good bonus for you and for the management team. to See somebody like Emer's yeah. quality knocking over eight points and seven of those freeze
4: Yeah, look, we were delighted with that. I suppose we have been testing out a few free takers, and we were there last Sunday again. We were playing a, kind of an internal game, and we tried to put as much pressure on the free takers as we could with a, with a couple of different rules. So look, uh, we we went for Emer today, and I thought she played very well in the fairness to Katie. I thought she had a great game as in the forward, maybe with the, with the pressure offer for the, for the freeze, Like so, she was Katie. Setting up a lot, so Imer was bang on with the freeze today. Look, she's a beautiful kicker of the ball. Um, you know, and it's look, we've we've had uh, Jenny Johnny Holland in there the last a couple of times during the last couple of weeks working on their technique. So, um, look, we're, we're very happy with that. You know, looking, you, you I suppose, in the last few games we've been missing freeze, and you at this level you cannot miss freeze. And mm. I suppose today, now we're delighted with the way Imer played. And just for me as well, finally, um
8: the extra league games and the fact that thrown Robin in the Monster Championship gives you a better and a longer look at players this season that's compared to the, the, the fewer games that you would have played last year that's hugely important for the development of this team
4: yeah look absolutely we need we need to get game time into players we need to get systems going the clock can we play against certain teams because look every team is setting up differently uh, you know and I think the extra games have been absolutely fantastic it's a pity actually there isn't the league semi-final because mm. you know in normal years you'd probably get there with what we have at the moment um, so look where but look the Monster Championship was going to be very very competitive I think you know I can't say that enough there's going to be three very hard games in the group stages and hopefully we'll have a fourth game then in the final against whoever it will be but it's going to be very very um, you know by the time the, the, the All-Ireland series comes around I think we're going to be very ready uh, because we have a lot of good games ahead of us and there's a serious panel there Players really fighting for jerseys, and I think that's what we really want. We had a very good internal game last Sunday morning, probably one of the best I'd seen No, you know, within a, within a group of a ladies' football team. So the quality was so good. So that's what was showed out there today, I think. And players coming on off the line again today, making a huge impact. We used take players off early, took players off at half time, and the players who fit, went on just, just went in, they fitted in seamlessly. So we look, we're delighted with that. I thought, of looking at the match, in like the likes of Emer Kylie and all them, grabbed the headlines, maybe Hannah Looney. But your number five today, Shauna. I thought she was absolutely outstanding, and is it getting better game in game on this way? Maybe a little bit of an unsung hero of the side. Yeah, look, I think Shauna played excellently today, and she's been very consistent. And look, the one thing with Shauna, uh, she never stops wanting the ball, and I think that's very, very important, uh, especially you know when the chips are down, maybe and the pressure comes on. You know, look, some players can they can naturally go maybe a bit high, but I think Shauna today, like, was she was brilliant under the high ball, something we've been working on. And look, she capped it off with a brilliant point as well. So look, we're delighted with Shauna. She's one day, I suppose. Uh, um, the more experienced players that we have, and I think it's very important that we have Harold there, like, and you know, and, and Kira as well, and people like that, and, and RP at the back. Like, I think you know, those three older heads, like, you know, I think it's very, very important. But Sean, I think, led the, the half back line brilliantly today. that. And I suppose, under plus two, you have a couple of players still to come back, so all goes well for going forward. Yeah, look, I think that's that's the thing, and I suppose there's, there's no guarantee who's going to be playing, who's not going to be playing. Like, you know, we've been changing the team around, and look, those there big players didn't play today, there's big players who, who couldn't play today because they been injured. So, look, that's what we want. We want players fighting for jersey we want a very strong panel i think i believe we have a very very strong panel and i think we're showing that knowing all the way we played through the league and i think the big thing today now was we got a consistent performance for the 60 minutes yeah we weren't brilliant all the time but i think we were consistent in our work rate our attitude and you know to put up 117 is a very good score.
1: Yeah, John McCarthy was there for us. Uh, sorry, just to have the match commentary turned up there. Uh, 17 9, still 66 minutes gone on Lansdowne Road. Uh, well, I want to mention it. But uh, yeah, uh, John McCarthy was there for us speaking to Shane Renane after that win for Cork. Let's hear from the uh, one of the two Kerry managers, Dara Long. Okay, Dara. Um, already in the National League final, so the job has been done. You've been on a
8: really good, consistent run. Was today just about giving other players a chance to put their hands up?
0: Oh, yeah, definitely was. I think we made 7 or 8 changes there again uh, for today's game but I think in every league game we've made that six, seven, eight changes um, so uh, we've been consistent with that I suppose but I, I suppose we've been, as I was saying prior to the game there we in the fortunate position where we are in the league final and not that today didn't matter but we were able to change up our training routine I suppose looking for looking further down the line than even the league final and we've trained really hard over this last couple of weeks block so we were expecting a bit of heavy legs there today and it definitely bared fruit out there. Girls looked uh, looked like they were running with cement blocks in their boots at times in the first half um, but look we, we, we were aware of that was a possibility today but look on the other hand Cork look really sharp uh, we're under no illusions coming up here Cork have been I think they're the top scorers in in the league uh, we're second behind them but um, some of the, the scores we conceded there in, in the first half in particular sorry, as a group we wouldn't be happy with that but uh, look while saying all that and saying disappointed with the result we're still very happy as a group where we are at this point in time um, we've put a lot of hard work in in pre-season and that bared fruit over uh, game week one to game week five uh, and now we just got to get through today's game as we did and-, and Galway next week and then look forward to league final
8: and just finally, a lot of people are looking at you this year's potential all Ireland. you know, uh, in there obviously with the fantastic run you had last year and over the last two, two or three years yourself in deck and you've been building towards this, so it's not a surprise. I know you don't want to say that you are in the hunt for an all Ireland just yet because it's early in the season, but the signs look good for Kerry Lay's football. Ah oh
0: yeah, look, I think any manager that stands in front of you, Joran, says that they don't want to be in the hunt for a league final would be... Uh, wouldn't be true to their reasons why they took over the job so yeah of course we want to win in All Ireland um, and, and that's our ultimate goal we got very close last year probably coming under the radar to people but we've been building nicely probably for the last 18 to 24 months and um, we've put a really good group together a really competitive group together which I suppose we've shown over the, the, the five six league games now with the changes we can make with another debutant there today Amy Harrington 18 years old um, and for a young girl coming into that kind of a, an atmosphere and a, a, a game against such a uh, a really sharp looking cork side I think she did really well so look Amy's another one for the future if, if not for the present so look we're, we're very happy where we are not happy with the result obviously but look uh, still looking forward
8: to Division 1 final thanks for that we'll see you again soon thanks Joe
1: yeah John McCarthy there with Kerry ladies football manager Dara Long alright Dan Sheehan has scored a lot of tries considering he's a hooker but none will be more important than the one he has just scored for Ireland Johnny Sexton has the kick to put Ireland 24-9 ahead. It's quite a difficult one, but surely now Ireland are on the cusp of a grand slam. What a kick that is by Sexton, straight between the posts, 24-9. Sexton, that's the f- I, I've never seen him celebrate like that after a kick. Yeah, unbelievable. Uh, just shows you, tension. then immediately gets taken off after scoring that try. Um, but yeah, it's on the verge now. It's on the verge, at Down Road, approaching the 70th minute. It's Ireland twenty four, England nine. All right. Uh Joe McCarthy was also on the road today. He was there to see Cork play Galway in the uh, in the National Camogie League, and it was another victory for Cork. I'm just gonna pull up. Joe was at it. It was two fifteen to three nine in the very Camogie League at Castle Road, and he spoke to Cork manager Trevor Coleman afterwards.
8: Okay, Trevor Coleman, first of all, congratulations. 2.15 to 3.9 win over Galway in the National League is a good result. Considering the winning conditions, considering all the changes to the team, what are the positives that you'll take from that performance?
9: Yeah, look, it was a huge result. Look, we asked the goals beforehand to stand up and be counted. Look, uh, we didn't have a great week. Look, we lost a few to the seniors, which is what we're all about. Look, and best of luck to the goals went up to the seniors. But again, that can have a small little effect on, on the panel and the team. So today it was, look, all about getting a result. If we fell over the line by one point, that's all we wanted. But look, uh, 1 by 3, which is great and look there was some good performers out there from new goals and a lot of new goals out there were that were probably nervous so it started a bit shaky but look the result is the result; that's that's what we wanted.
8: Yeah I could see it wasn't the start that you wanted from the sideline but also the conditions I mean they had a very very strong wind. You made better use of it in the third quarter holding
9: them scoreless. Yeah look the wind the wind has as the same down in Castle Law to be fair. We decided look probably to go against the wind in the first half we thought look we, we might dig deep and sit back a bit and thought we were slow at the stop which we were again look slightly different disappointed with the two goals probably happening within a minute of each other and two mistakes which is unlike us so again something that we have to look on and work on but look a good few positives out there look we knew it was going to be a fight. we spoke at half time it was going to be a fight. Galway weren't just coming down here to make up the numbers they needed to stay in the league so look we grinded it out which is what we wanted and again people were talking all week that this league we will walk it because we're scoring against Tipperary we knew in our heart and soul that that wasn't going to be the case that look Galway's second team Kilkenny's second, second team Wexford's second team they're all going to be good sides. and I went to watch Tipperary again last week. They they played very well again. So again this league is going to be tough. So again, Galway is never easy. They've a good few minor all orlands behind them. So we'll take the result and move on.
8: Ah you're scoring well, you're defending very dogly I thought your defence was really good today, very sticky, especially in the second half. You're gonna need that as the league goes on.
9: Oh definitely look if we can sign just the Reduce the amount of goal chances we're giving away. Look, we'll have a look at the stats maybe tonight or tomorrow. But again, yes, very happy with the defence. Very solid, look, and dog it. Emily O'Donovan there, to be fair, new goal. Look, first time probably putting on a cock jersey. Did very well. Aoife Walsh is the same in full-back. So again, look, we must, these goals are going to take a bit of time to bet in. We've probably 18 players gone now overall, which is an, an awful lot. So we're going to have to try and give them goals a bit of time to bet in. And we're going to use the league for that, which is what it's there for, you know?
8: Yeah, just finally, that's exactly what the league is for but you want consistency, you want work rate and you've gotten that in the opening two games so it is positive heading into the remaining matches.
9: Yes, it is positive, look, but it's going to be an awful uh, different game now against Kilkenny up in Northern Park or whatever it's going to be next weekend. So again, look, we'll knock it down for the week and again, goals got game time there again so this, this is where you're going to see where the goals are really at. And then, uh, look, you can play all the challenge matches you want but you really have to be in in the ticket of things against the bigger counties and that's where we were today and the goals stood up looking at the result.
1: Well done, Trevor. we'll talk again soon. Thanks for the job. England have just gone over the line to make it a bit interesting with 8 minutes to go at Lansdowne Road 24-14 conversion pending um, and tried to make a try saving tackle with what I can only describe as a DDT if anybody uh, <laughs> might understand that reference um, but yeah England going over and I was actually Sexton uh, that I was going in for that tackle um, but uh, yeah Uh, Over it goes. So 24 16 uh, with seven minutes to go at Lansdowne Road. But surely you'd have to imagine Ireland uh, will be all right and will bring home the Grand Slam. All right, we're going to hear now from uh, Rachel Harty and Lucy Allen, who are also speaking to Jarre after Cork Intermediates win in the league over Galway. OK, Rachel, first of all,
8: congratulations. A good win for Cork in tough conditions today, but just how tough was it out there against Galway? Yeah,
10: look, I suppose when you're playing a team like Galway, even though they have a new panel in, like you can't never underestimate them. You know? They're a good side, they have plenty of hurlers, um, so it was a very, very tough game out today. like With the league, conditions change from week to week, so you've got to be ready for all types of games and all types of scenarios. Like There was a strong wind against us in the first half, uh, but to be fair to us, we held, held them to, I think, it was a two or three points at half time and then scoreless in, in the first I suppose 15-20 no, minutes in the first half and our first half of the second half and then kicked in on then after that but yeah no look we're happy with the performance I think we have a lot to look at after today but another win under our belt so we'll drive on again
8: Yeah that's the thing a good score against Sipperary good score against Galway but two tough opponents and it's very very tough in this league because you're coming up against players like yourselves on the fringes at the senior panel they want to impress the other thing with today was like a lot of new players involved and yet you still got the result that's got to be positive
10: yeah, yeah sure like you need a panel to win in Ireland you know you don't know what happens like looking at last year we lost our captain to injury you know we lost a couple of girls there during the week up to the senior panel because they have injuries and stuff like that so you know you just don't know what you're going to have on a week-to-week basis so it's brilliant to have a panel and to build on that and give girls a chance to put up their hands you know they're training hard they deserve the opportunities as well and looking at that like that's a positive from today as well build on the bench and build on the panel each week and see how we get on from there
8: indeed uh, Lucy Allen your goal near the end was very very crucial you took it well
11: Thanks Terry yeah, I suppose I was on the, the right end of it I, I stayed in deep for the, the last few minutes and lucky Lauren Holman gave a, a great ball in so I was lucky to, to get that at the end
8: You had some battle, you and the four forwards at the Galway backs. They were really tough and tight marking today, but that's a great experience for all of you.
11: Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, I suppose we had an easier game three weeks ago and we had a long, long break then coming into this match. Um, So definitely the physicality today hit us and I think we we were taken aback, you know, at the start and it kind of, we came back, regrouped and said, you know, we to get going again and come back facing into a a dog battle. I think, you know, conditions here, it's it's March. It's uh, not going to be a pretty match. So it was kind of a case of... Get stuck in and battle and try and win those those
8: rough balls. Was that break, looking back at it, you took a while to get going? Was that a factor? I know the wind was very strong in your faces in the first half, but the fact that you've had such a break took a bit longer than usual to get going?
11: Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, as a group, we're getting used to each other still. There's, as you said, it's a, a pretty new panel in there, um, and we're trying to get the team in place, and it's about giving people chances I suppose to get out and prove themselves so you know I think there's no good in getting a you know hammering a team in a a day like this so we were glad to have that test and I think for sure it'll stand to us going into the next tough matches in a few weeks
8: Excellent stuff and just finally Rachel from your point of view that's what it is just keep the head down and go again now this team have got two wins out of two Matches coming thick and fast over the next couple of weeks. I would imagine as inter-county players, that's what you want.
10: Yeah, like the more time you play, I think the better you're going to get. Like you can do all the training sessions that you want, but it's matches that we need. And uh, definitely in those tough conditions there now today, it's really going to stand us going forward. So we're looking forward to hit Kilkenny next week. And I didn't think two weeks after it's Wexford. So first class will be another two wins under the belt.
1: Excellent stuff. Congrats, girls. Well done. All right, just going to bring you an update. It's halftime between Man City and Burnley in the FA Cup. It's 2-0, Joe Rawson. Half-time, Manchester City 2, Burnley-Nil,
2: a scoreline that is a little bit harsh on the championship leaders, who for half an hour were going toe-to-toe with their Premier League challenges, but City and particularly Erling Haaland are ruthless. The striker clinical when the chances finally came his way. His first goal, after he was slipped through by Alvarez, he beat the advancing Peacock Farrell to the ball and poked it underneath the goalkeeper. He doubled the lead three minutes later, this time a scintillating City break down the left-hand side. Foden skipped past Roberts and then skidded a brilliant ball into the penalty area that was met by the Norwegian and he smashed it in for his second of the match. He's now scored an unbelievable 41 goals already this season. have to say, it feels like this FA Cup Quartz final tie is over. It's Manchester City 2, Burnley 0
1: there's just been a yellow card there for Jack Willis for England he's gone into the sin bin for an horrendous challenge uh, on uh, Jack Conan. and picked him up and drove him down into the ground um, so yellow card for him Twenty four sixteen. 16 Ross Bourne is on in place of Johnny Sexton who got a standing ovation going off for the final ever time in a Six Nations game for Ireland um, alright uh, Chelsea elsewhere leading Everton 1-0 Joshua Dudonka reports
2: Chelsea 1 Everton 0 Joe Felix the best player on the pitch today has fired the Blues in front low shot on his left foot teed up from a Chilwell cross that was blocked and Chelsea have the advantage after starting the second half the brighter of the two now Everton will have to come out and play to avoid another defeat on the road Chelsea 1 Everton 0
1: Alright we're getting towards the end of the show as Ireland go over the line again great little try there uh, by the uh, replacement hooker um, twenty. What did that, what did that make? that you making know, Uh, twenty nine, sixteen conversion pending. It's bonus point territory. It's a perfect. Oh no, no bonus point last week. Um, but it's the perfect. Uh, perfect Six Nations for Ireland. They're going to win a Grand Slam for the first time ever on home soil. All right, getting towards the end of the show we have time to play some of this chat here with John McCarthy and Laura Hayes this is from the Women in Sport podcast which was out on Thursday uh, the uh, Cork Seniors in action tomorrow here's Laura Hayes with John McCarthy
8: Cork St. Catharines and UCC Senior Camogie player Laura Hayes joins me on the Big Red Bench this week to preview Sunday's Very Ireland Camogie National League clash with Kilkenny a rerun of last year's All-Ireland final takes place in Nolan Park on Sunday we also talk to Laura about her recent accolade being named on the Electrical Ireland Komogi third level rising star team of the year real thrill now here for us on the big red bench to be joined by Cork Komogi senior player and 2023 electric Ireland Komogi third level rising star there's a mouthful but a, a deserved merited award for Laura Hayes Laura you're very welcome to the bench how are you
12: Good, thanks. Thanks for having me
8: on. Yes, first of all, congratulations. Uh, yourself, uh, Maeve Murphy from Ballinora and uh, Eva Healy from ADA. Each of you are uh, UCC students and you were named on the 15 panel for this year's Electric Ireland Camogie Third Level Rising Star Team of the Year. A lovely accolade, a, a disappointing end which we'll talk about obviously in the Ashbourne Cup final but a fantastic uh, recognition of your efforts in a UCC jersey this year. Um, were you surprised? Were you I mean, obviously delighted? And where were you when you heard the news?
12: Um, yeah, I suppose I was surprised alright. I was actually in work at the time so I wasn't meant to be on my phone but I got a few messages saying well done or whatever so yeah, look, it was lovely to be recognised I suppose. Um, it's always nice for the family and I suppose all the coaches, do you know that have trained me in the past and I suppose our Ashburn coach as well would be delighted that there was three of us that got one. Um, so yeah, I know it's brilliant but yeah, would, would have rathered win the actual Ashburn Cup but I'll take it.
8: <laughs> yes, I'm coming to that and I'm not going to dwell on it because I know you don't really want to talk about it but the university <laughs> of Limerick beat UCC 314 to 12 points in this year's UPMC Ashton Cup final, uh, five in a row for, for UL. Disappointment, obviously, but can I ask you, Laura, just about, you know, you're, you're a senior camogie inter-county player, you're a club player, you're very busy, but is it a breath of fresh air, not that there's nothing wrong with playing for your club or your, your county, but is it a breath of fresh air to have the college side of things as well and the Ashburn Cup because it's taken very seriously, but there's a social side to it as well. I mean, is that important to you?
12: Yeah, a hundred percent like it was, we played TUD in the final and um I suppose looked like as in we didn't like we always expected and we wanted to get there, but even just before the actual weekend itself, the build up was always great crack and yeah, as you said, like it's kind of not that I would say the pressure's off or anything like that, but like it's a bit of time where, you know, you can have a bit of crack with girls from different counties and all, which is great. And I think we, in second year there was COVID so I actually didn't get to play in second year but from like third year and fourth year like I've had such good experience with the Ashburn and just I suppose you know getting to meet people from new counties and hearing what they do at training with their counties or their clubs and then I suppose it's just nice that like you know we might be enemies one day but like when we mm-hmm. play together we used to see John were just great friends and that's the sense
8: of the Ashburn Cup as you said it's taken very seriously but as an alternative to what you're normally used to in the grind of intercounty and getting ready For National League games pre season before it all goes to club. Having that college outlet is actually a positive thing because you make friends with people on your own team, but you also get to make friends with people, I would imagine, on the opposition as well.
12: Yeah, exactly. 100%. And I actually was lucky when I started Ashburn in first year to the girls that were actually starting with me, we're actually living together now. And so it's nice to know that you have that kind of experience where you make friends with people just because, you yeah, I suppose, you have the same interests, but then you end up being like lifelong friends, I suppose. But yeah, look, it's always nice to have people to train with that. You know, you're not going to see all the time. So it's just like a breath of fresh air. But then I suppose the downside is when Ashburn ends then, I suppose that's the most upsetting thing because you probably don't, you might not see them again until the year after, if, like, you know, I'm done now, but, you know, that's probably the only downfall of it. You see them for so much up until February, March, and then after that, you might not see them again until the year after.
8: Yeah, that that is, and that's one of the things, the, the elements of, of the college scene. But I suppose having it there like there's been an awful lot of debate on the men's side of things. That the squeezing of the intercounty season into six months or just about means that the Sigerson Cup and, and you know it's it's you know the hurling and the football college equivalents. There's a lot of players having to double up midweek now when they're with their intercounty. But you seem to have it on the Camogie side of things. It's, it seems to be a bit more seamless. Maybe I'm wrong, but the the, the understanding between UCC and Matthew Toomey uh, at the Cork uh, setup, like it it seems to work for you. That that it's not a hint Endurance.
12: Yeah, hundred percent. I think like we're lucky that way. Matthew is very lenient; like he lets us go with UCC when we need to go with UCC. But we're also, you know, there with Cork a lot of the time. So like, I suppose we're not being burnt out, but at the same time, you know, we're showing up to everything. And I suppose because it's so like nice that you know there isn't that much controversy on the side of which training will we go to tonight, it nearly makes it more enjoyable then on both playing for Cork and playing with UCC. Because I suppose both managements just want what's best for the players and. They try their best to, you know, help us out that way and say if they, like we need an extra game or whatever, they might, you know, accommodate that. Like, let us play at UCC or whatever. So, yeah, no, I think we're lucky that way. It's brilliant. And like, I suppose just for the Ashburn in general, like it's such a good competition, just like the Sigurds.
1: All right, we're right. just going to leave that there. You can uh, check out the Women in Sport podcast on redfm.e to get that chat in full. We're just waiting for England to put the ball out here. Get it over with. Get it, get it out. Ireland uh, should be being crowned Grand Slam champions uh, We're running out of time I'd quite like if they did it in the next uh, 40 seconds uh, Before I have to go off air here 29-16 at Lansdowne Road There's a put into an English line out here um, So hopefully Ireland can just turn it over Get the ball out so the whistle can go um, England in a mall phase here Just just kick it out Kick it out, Alright uh, we're gonna to have to wrap up the show about ten seconds before Ireland win their first ever Grand Slam in home soil. Um, just I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it ten more seconds. It's been an incredible Six Nations campaign. We're gonna uh, look back on it on tomorrow's show. I'm gonna be in here from six o'clock on the big red bench on Corks Red FM. Seriously, you know England are are starting to annoy me. We're going over 7 o'clock. Anyway, so we? May as well wait now for for Ireland to be crowned. Uh, Grand Slam champions, 82 minutes gone. And uh, England trying to get a try here to put a bit of gloss on the scoreline. I suppose probably the most disappointing Six Nations campaign England have had in recent times uh, under uh, Borthwick, the new head coach, and heading into a World Cup year as well. Uh, Yeah, it's going to be really difficult for them to get that turned around. Ireland now are going to be going in as world number one. They're going to be going in as Grand Slam champions. And I think the ball is still in play here. It should be going out of play now. Kick it out. Oh, they're going to go for a try to try and win it. Um, but uh, that should be it. The referee does blow the final whistle. And Ireland have completed the Grand Slam for only the third ever time in their history. Johnny Sexton, his final ever Six Nations game in an Ireland jersey Ends in him captaining Ireland to the Grand Slam. Great scenes on the pitch um, out there at the moment. Dan Sheehan was given Man of the Match. We're uh, almost two minutes over time now, so I will wrap this up. Uh, thanks for joining us uh, on uh, on what was a very special uh, Big Red Bench here. And we're going to look back on that Grand Slam victory tomorrow. We're also going to have reaction to Cork versus Clare and Cork versus Louth in the National League. Uh, Stevie G is on the way next.
10: The Big Red Bench Saturday. And- Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM.